Welcome to the Nourishment Mindset Podcast, your guide to good food, good health, and a good life. And now, here's your host, Nutrition Network Advisor and author of the Nourishment Mindset, Dixie Huey. Happy Transformation Tuesday, y'all. I am coming in hot after Halloween. I will say that it was extremely nourishing evening to be amongst good friends with some delicious food and wine and maybe a Twix bar or two, the little ones. Yeah, I usually don't do that. But um, after all of our guests left last night, I opened the bottle of Styring Willamette Valley Pinot Noir that our friends Leanne and Chris gave us, thank you, and had a couple of Twix with my kid on the couch. And that wine is delicious. I did work in the wine industry for 20 years, so I don't think there are a lot of uh, health coach podcasts out there that have food and wine pairing tips, but maybe I'll start doing that. So your first food and wine pairing tip is Styring Signature 2017 Pinot Noir from the Ribbon Ridge Appalachian of the Willamette Valley. We lived in that area for 10 years. I had never heard of this wine, but it is so good. And I left plenty of it for my husband to have with dinner tonight, so I wasn't totally rude. Anyway, it is November 1st. And what does that mean for most normal people? It means that the holidays are upon us. I prefer not to think about the holidays until a couple days before Thanksgiving because I just like a chill fall and I do not like getting all freaked out about all the stuff you supposedly have to do. If anything, I become more chill. Um, But it does make me think of something, one of my absolute favorite uh, podcasters and book authors has said a number of times, and he just said it again as we are approaching the holidays. His name is Vinny Tortorich. He's got an awesome book, an awesome podcast, Fitness Confidential. And he says, it's not what you eat between Christmas and New Year's. It's what you eat between New Year's Day and Christmas Day, that entire year that uh, creates either health or sickness. So I will be off the Twix here as we move into the late part of fall. So at the Nourishment Mindset Podcast, we are, of course, on a metabolic mission to achieve vitality and reverse chronic lifestyle conditions with real whole foods and straight talk. And you know what? Straight talk means being honest. So that's why I mentioned the whole Pinot Noir and Twix thing. Because I'm not perfect either. I don't want to be perfect. I do not want to be on Judgment Mountain looking down at anyone. I'm here with y'all. We're all human. So I will give it to you straight. And here at the Nourishment Mindset, we ditch and dish on the BS, silence the noise, and focus on sound healing practices. So, 
Sometimes a little Twix or two Halloween candy is a sound healing practice because it's just fun to relive your kid days and have fun at Halloween. Today's show is entitled, So What Do I Eat? The What, How, and Why. So I realized some past shows, this is show number 10, by the way, woohoo, double digits have been about, a lot of them been about what not to eat. You gotta get your fats right, which means ditching a lot of the supposed heart healthy vegetable and seed oils. We all know those are horrible for human health if you've been listening to the Nourishment Mindset podcast. If not, go back to episode two, get your fats right. We've talked about ditching or drastically reducing sugar, grains, so I've taken a lot away, right? <clears throat> what should I eat? So today we're going to focus on the do's. We've talked about plenty of don'ts. There's plenty of more do's and don'ts. But today, the, just the foundational do's. How to positively nourish yourself. Now, we could get really complicated. I could take a deep old dive into the weeds of science and make this episode a lot harder than it needs to be. But the Nourishment Mindset, lady that I am, also focuses on the pleasures of the table. So we will not do that. We are just going to keep it simple. So let's start with super simple. Look at your hands. The answer for what to eat starts in the palms of your hands. This is the what, okay, y'all? Your hand, your whole hand, like you can kind of make like you're grabbing something, like a huge thing, of, I don't know, lettuce. This is your vegetable serving for each meal. For vegetables, think of the rainbow of colors and just vary it up. You can cook these veggies. Veggies, I always say, are a great vehicle for fat. You can cook them in coconut oil, butter, olive oil. Make sure you have fat with those veggies. Pro tip, don't forget about fermented vegetables. The Germans give us sauerkraut. The Koreans give us kimchi. The Japanese, if you're thinking about sushi, we got the fermented ginger whole milk yogurt, especially raw. Yes, I said it. These fermented foods, cheese is in that category, raw milk cheese, much better. They are especially nourishing to your gut. Speaking of raw, yes, I consume and love raw dairy when I can get it. It's so good. All that ultra pasteurizing, which sounds ultra awesome, is not. It kills a bunch of digestive enzymes. But we do need to beware of raw in a category. It ain't your local farmer's awesome raw dairy. It's raw vegetables. I have clients, thinking of one person, I'll call her Miss Kale, just downing tons of kale salads. Oh my goodness. Is it any wonder that she had massive gut health issues? I'm not going to get into the details. It's kind of nasty. But you can't be eating the stems of kale. You shouldn't be eating kale raw. You need to cook these foods to make them more digestible. So just keep it kind of real small on the raw veggies. 
better for the gut. All right, so that's like your whole hand. You're, you're taking a handful of something. That's your veg. Be liberal with that as well as the fat. Now, if you look at your palm, meaning not your digits, just the middle of the hand, this is a great place to start in the protein department. Proteins are building block, fundamental foods. Think of meat, eggs, fish. If you are active, you might need to increase beyond just that palm size. A lot of people are protein deficient, despite claims to the contrary. You can think of the RDA as sort of the absolute minimum protein requirement. And the older you get, the more protein you need. We do not want to lose muscle. And you notice when I said building block foods, I didn't include beans, uh, vegetarian sources. If you're a vegetarian, I hope that you will eat eggs. I'm not going to um, pick on vegans. I totally understand. Everyone should eat how they wish to eat. That is a personal thing. No one should be telling you what to do with your body. But what I will say is it can be extremely hard to get adequate protein, as especially as a vegan. That's just mineral deficiency, um, vitamin deficiency. Vegetarian, you can do it, and eggs really help. Um, but yes, you, you can include beans, tofu, that sort of thing. I just don't find those foods to be nearly as nutrient-dense, so I don't bother with them in my diet. But if what you're doing is working for you, by all means. So, third thing, we talked about the handful of veggies, the palm full of protein. Look at your thumb. This is a guide for your nourishing natural fats, those things I mentioned to cook those vegetables in. Fat sates us, it helps us absorb nutrients, so it's super important. I said it a little bit earlier, but you wanna think olive oil, butter, coconut oil, cheese, tallow, suet, they're all kinds of great fat sources. Enjoy. Highly nourishing. Take the low fat thing and just leave that in the 90s. We're done with that. Turn in that page. Goodbye. So these three things, your grabber, your palm, and your thumb, or thumbs. Maybe you're super active. You need two thumbs of fat. These are the basics. It's really that simple. In fact, I send clients a picture of a hand that circles these and says on there, veggie, meat, fat. So you always have that. You're not going to have a food scale with you at a restaurant, but you always have your hands, I hope. You also want to add whatever kind of like spices you like and a really good source of salt. I've mentioned it before, I love Redmond Real Salt from Utah. That's an ancient seabed, if you can believe it. Celtic salt, also absolutely delicious. So that's the basics. It is that simple. Now, we can make it so much more pleasurable when we dive into recipes, preparation methods, all that good stuff. This is not boring, not at all, au contraire. So, that will be another episode. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Clients often ask me about sort of the supplement of the moment. 
collagen. I've been getting a lot of questions like, should I take collagen? So the answer to this and so many other supplement questions is also simple. We should be getting our nutrients from real whole foods. These are the most bioavailable, aka absorbed by the body, real whole foods. And so instead of a collagen powder or pill, or I, I can't even imagine how expensive that must be. I, I've never bought them. Enjoy bone broth. Bone broth is awesome to drink. It's awesome to cook with. You want to talk about making sauces and everything flavorful? My kid asks for bone broth. Mom, did you cook that meat and veggies and bone broth? Of course, dear. He can tell the difference. Instead of vitamin D, talk about supplement of the moment. I'm glad that people are shining a light on the importance of vitamin D the last few years, but everyone downing all this synthetic pills this doesn't, there's multiple problems with this. It's not as easily absorbed slash bioavailable, but it also doesn't have the correct A to D ratio. So just consuming vitamin D by its lonesome is not a natural thing. You want to consume D with A. You actually need more A than D. So you know what my favorite thing is for that? Get ready, hold your nose, okay? It's cod liver oil. I love my cod liver oil. You want to keep that in the fridge. You just take a little dropper, shoot that in, and be done with it. So good for you. And you get used to the taste, and then you're like, oh, I'm beast mode, shooting cod liver oil. So yes, I do that. Another question that clients like to ask is, well, what do you eat? <laughs> and I love that one, because it's like, well, I'm happy to share that with you. I don't know how you're going to feel about it, but I'll share that with y'all, okay, right? In the spirit of honesty and straight talk, I'll give you a, a highly nourishing day at home, okay? So I'm usually up by 7, maybe earlier. That's either due to taking care of kiddo or weekend work that I do. And I start with a morning mocktail. And I love my morning mocktail. This could be, sometimes if it's cold, which it almost never is in Florida, I'll heat up water like I'm going to make tea, but instead I just squeeze half a lemon and a little bit of salt. Delicious. Usually what I do, though, is make sparkling water and add a little bit of apple cider vinegar and salt to that, that Redmond Real salt. And that, that's, that's breakfast, I suppose. I am trying currently to limit my caffeine intake. I've never been like a huge caffeine person, but I will tell you I do love like a morning cup or two of coffee, but again, try not to do that. But let's just say two days ago, I did have a latte, preferably with raw milk, but I wait until about 9 or 10 a.m. You have something called a system that uh, is already in place to help you wake up in the morning. I believe I had mentioned this on a prior episode. So you've got a natural elevation of cortisol in the morning. So it is best to let that take effect. And then if you're going to have your coffee, I would just wait at least an hour. I tend to wait two or three. Sometimes I wait till after I teach my morning fitness classes. So it's more like uh, 10, 30, 11. It just depends on the day. I already mentioned that I love that with raw milk and why. 
uh, pasteurization, destroying the digestive enzymes, and denaturing the nutrients. So when I can get it, that's what, what I do. I am not the world's expert on raw milk. It is, of course, super important to know your source. I am fortunate that we have a couple sources not too far from where I live, and I know the farmers personally, so I feel very comfortable with that. What I offer to you, if you are interested in trying raw milk, which by the way, it's, raw milk is real milk, you know? It's the way it comes out of the cow or the goat or wherever it's coming from. I didn't pasteurize the breast milk that I fed Fletcher. I get why that's done. I, I don't wanna go into like a philosophical thing here, but the fact is the nutrient density, that's my lens that I look through. Raw milk's got it going on. I call it real milk. You can check out the Weston Price Foundation. They have a campaign for raw milk and a bunch of information if you just Google that. And maybe you can find and support a local farmer because often that local farmer is not just a source of real raw milk, eggs, meat, you name it, produce, Support your farmers, y'all, local farmers. I'm hoping to have a couple of local farmers as future guests, so we'll stay tuned for that. Now let me get back to what I eat. All I've said so far is my morning mocktail and then maybe a um, milk, raw milk latte. So I tend to eat lunch or brunch or break the fast, whatever you wanna call it, I usually eat two meals a day. So this is after I teach my fitness classes. I really prefer to work out on uh, an empty or near empty stomach. And that could be anywhere from three to five eggs cooked in butter or olive oil. I might top it with olive oil if I cooked it in butter. Today I added grated cheese and a little bit of broccoli. I usually have sauerkraut or kimchi with that. I'm feeding my gut. I love bone broth with lunch. And of course, I shoot that cod liver oil. I, I, I do that as a habit while I'm cooking. That's sort of my appetizer, if you will. And that's that. But as I said, three to five eggs, plenty of butter, oil, I mean, that's, that's a lot of food, okay? So I don't eat very frequently, but when I eat, I eat for real. So then, you know, maybe that's 11, 12, 1, whatever. Dinner could be anywhere from 6 to 8. Big piece of salmon, a ribeye, something like that, a roast chicken, some sort of greens usually, of course, cooked in fat, as I mentioned. If I'm extra hungry, I might fix my son's favorite uh, caprese salad with tomato, uh, buffalo mozzarella. Uh, with that tomato, though, I remove the skin and the seeds. These are also gut disruptors. I mentioned Miss Kale, who had all of her gut issues because she was eating not only raw kale, but that stem that runs up the middle. No, that's like eating a corn husk. Your gut does not want that. We, we, fiber is a whole nother misconception in the world. We, we are not, <laughs> we are not programmed, we're not rabbits, and we are not programmed to be eating things like the center of the kale stick, nor the husk of the corn. Fiber is overrated, okay? So 
Yeah, that might sound kind of boring. I'll tell you it's easy. I don't really, when I eat, I eat, as I said, and I don't spend a ton of time dealing with food because when I eat, it's nutrient dense and then I'm done. If I choose to have a dessert, uh, chez nous, chez moi, it's pretty rare, um, but I might have, Fletcher loves to bake me uh, fresh berries with cream, maybe a square or two of dark chocolate, something like that, but I don't like to make that a habit. But sometimes, you know, gotta live a little. I'm not trying to suggest that I eat the same thing every day. For example, this past weekend, we were with friends, we were out of town, and we basically just like noshed on a charcuterie board. I do love a good charcuterie board, yum. And at night, you know, I'll usually have a glass of wine or two during the week, maybe a little bit more on the weekend. Um, I'm drinking water throughout the day. I pay attention to my thirst. I'm not doing this thing I used to do when I was eating a higher carbohydrate diet and thinking that was great for my triathlon training where I would literally just be sipping water all day, have basically a gallon attached to me and it was, um, it was almost like getting my water fix. I have noticed since I dropped most of the carbohydrates from my diet that I'm just not as thirsty, but I certainly drink when I'm thirsty. And, you know, not to get too gross, but we need to try to keep the pee a super light yellow. That's how you know if you need more water. I don't do a lot of drinking of anything else. Um, we should be getting our nutrients via real whole foods. Beverages are a huge problem in our country. Look at the drinks at Starbucks. It's supposed to be a freaking coffee shop, and now they have a happy hour, and it's basically like a sugar happy hour. So I keep the drinks to a focused minimum, pretty much just water, occasional coffee, a little bit of wine here and there. Now, if I'm out to dinner, okay, that's chez moi. That's how things happen when I'm at my house, which is a lot of the time. But I do like to go to restaurants. I'll focus first when I'm ordering on the protein source. So for me, that's gonna be meat or fish. So I basically just look at what I think looks the best or what I'm in the mood for. And then, super important, I ask that that be cooked in butter. I do not want restaurants cooking my food in faux factory fats, vegetables and seed oils. They all do it. Even the most expensive restaurant in Napa. You know who you are. I will not say the name. This is just the norm at restaurants, so you have to ask for it. So I focus on that protein, and then you know that's usually going to come with something, and I, you know, I ask how it's prepared. I try not to be too obnoxious, but that's what I'm really focused on. And so if I think that the veggies that come with that, or the, you know, if there's starch, I usually just ask for them to leave the rice off because I'm human and I don't want to be eating rice and potatoes. So I just, if it's not on my plate, I can't eat it. Um, and the sauces, sauces typically on the side. It just depends. I'm not so worried about it because we don't eat out all that often. So, that's it. You're noting what is, uh, I'm air quoting, missing from my diet. Of course, the vegetable and seed oils, duh. There won't be an episode where I don't rip on them. I've just decided. <laughs> they suck, so they're getting ripped on. Grains, try to avoid that. Bread, pasta, potatoes. I'm allergic to wheat, so I have no business eating bread. Sometimes I sneak a baguette, 
and then I wake up sneezy and itchy, so I get my payback there. And then sugary desserts. I just, I don't do it. I don't feel great. I might have a bite here and there, but I just, I don't need it. And no. So I hate saying this with clients because they're always like, oh, well, I would be bored. Well, I don't know. I'm not bored. I'm highly sated. I love the simplicity of it. I love the nutrient density of it, the nourishment. I love the fact that I only think about food when I'm eating. I don't think about food all day long and where's my next hit and all that stuff. That's the what. That's how you do it, folks. So let's talk about the how. The how is the sourcing. And that's pretty simple as well. I mentioned using those naturally nourishing fats and requesting that restaurants cook my food in real butter or real olive oil. This avoids the inflammatory fats. So that's part of the how, it's that preparation. In addition, the how, I prioritize organic foods. That's because, it's not because I'm thinking I'm better for buying organic. It is more expensive, and sometimes you just don't have the organic selection of what you need. But the reason for this is because organic foods cannot be sprayed with grody glyphosate. Nasty. I don't want to say the brand name, okay? I don't want to be sued. They're monsters. But just look it up. You'll figure out what I'm talking about if you don't know. Carcinogens. I also, as I mentioned, support local farms when possible. So to summarize, the how of this way of eating is your preparation with real fats, sourcing organic and local when possible. Ain't about being perfect. It's about just being intentional. Just try to be intentional. So I've already mentioned part of the why. We've done the what, how. Now we're on to the why. So. I'm avoiding those inflammatory fats and toxic pesticides, as well as supporting the local farms and prioritizing organic. And this is a huge fundamental of the why. Here's what it really boils down to. Food is medicine, y'all. Food is the medicine that heals. So what and how you consume provides information for each and every cell in your body. So garbage in, garbage out, right? This is why we need to, next to never, or at least 90% of the time, eat this way. Then you don't have to worry about the occasional Twix Halloween night. And as I said, this is not hard, it's not boring, there's no other negative effect for me. I, the, the huge positive effect is, you know, my metabolic markers are, as my new doctor said, pristine. More important than that, who cares, metabolic markers, what a dork. What am I talking about? I'm talking about how good I feel, okay? I can basically wake up and junk, jump, <laughs> junk, jump out of bed and just, I, I love life. I love getting up, I love doing, I love teaching, I love writing, counseling clients. Like, I, I'm, I'm happy, I'm fulfilled for the most part. So I feel sated, not just from a nourishment, literal nourishment point of view, but just full circle, quite content. And no one, by the way, would call me skinny. I would say I'm strong currently, 
back in that chair of honesty. I'm not at my leanest right now. Kind of maybe haven't been as dialed in, but I'm still fine. I'm perfectly imperfect. And the main thing, I feel well. And I, I do not suffer from any lifestyle or other diseases. And that's what it's all about. I want to just not have a long life. I want to have a health span, not a life span. And I don't want to take medication. Just not into that. Frankly, I feel better at 44 than at 24. When I was doing triathlons and taking all that goo and Gatorade, I felt pretty damn good then. But I just think relatively, if I could go back, wow, that would be scary. Uh, <laughs> might actually not come in last at the uh, national championship for my age group in triathlon. But no, I just, I feel good. And that's what I want for my clients. You know, it's not, the metabolic markers are awesome. It's like getting a grade on a test that you studied hard for. But what's more cool than the grade is like just having that feeling like I'm nailing it. Like I get this. I know this. I've acquired this information. So for better or for worse, that's it. This is my nourishment mindset way of eating. The only thing I've left out is that I do want to, again, 90% of the time, either share a meal with myself or with family or with others. I'm, I'm not into doing while eating. I think we need to focus on the meal that's before us, even if we're alone, and, and sort of honor yourself with that meal. So I'm not into TV and eating or, or anything like that. I just think you should appreciate it. And I'm not a super religious person, but there is something about that saying of grace and, and being thankful for the food. And when we're doing while eating, DWE, doing while eating, we're not focused on food. And I think that is part of our issue. So preferably you're, you're seated at a table, even if you're alone, just enjoying your food and, and being grateful for what is right in front of you. So one thing, when I mentioned that I feel better at 44 than 24, the one thing that's, um, you know, not better is this way of eating is not going to prevent you from getting wrinkles forever or having gray hair. Genetics are for real. That's just how it is. But as my mama says, getting older is better than the alternative, right? So I want to emphasize that this way of eating, this nourishment mindset, is something that each and every one of us can do to invest in our health daily. Yes, it takes a little more time. It certainly takes intention. But I posit that you and your lovey-doveys are worth it. So as usual, I like to end on a positive note. That's a positive note. You and your lovey-doveys are worth it. Please like, share, review. Also, ask me anything. I'll address it in a future show. I've had some great, great, pardon, great questions that have turned into show ideas. So hit me. And hit me on Instagram at Nourishment Mindset, LinkedIn at Dixie L. Huey, or from my favorfat.com website. Also, you or a friend 
should know that if you're interested in working with a health coach to elevate your metabolic health and more importantly, feel freaking awesome, I do complimentary consults. I say complimentary 15 minute consult, but I'm a Southern talker, so usually it goes into about 30. And I'm happy to do that. That way we can see if we're a fit. And I'd love to get on board with anyone who would like help and is ready for that. So get on out there and nourish yourselves. Have a wonderful first week of November. And I will see y'all next Tuesday. Au revoir.